live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Madrasa Cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on E, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. We are going to be doing a recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday inshallah. But before we head on to that, I'll be greeting Sheikh in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, with this moment in time, we are going to be doing a recap as to where we stopped yesterday. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Allahumma zidna ilma wa rzuqna fahmi rabbil alameen. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقهوا قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته انت ياسمين عند ريسبكتد اند بيلفد ليسنرز اوف ذا فويس اوف ذا كيب وي اسك اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى تو بليس اس تو جرانت اس تو سي ذا مانث اوف رمضان وي اسك اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى تو ميك ات ايزي فور ذوز هو غوينغ ثرو اني ديفيكولتي اول ذا مسلمز رايت اكروس ذا جروب وي اسك اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى جرانت اس سنسيرتي ان وات وي دو وات وي ساي ان اور اكشنز وي اسك اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى And in the moment that we'll be spending together, inshallah ta'ala, on the airways of the voice of the Cape, for whoever is listening and whoever has been involved with this program, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward each and every person and open our hearts to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to His beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Yes, we have been speaking about this auspicious month that is none other than the month of Ramadan. This gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We have mentioned that we should not view the month of Ramadan as a burden That month where we feel that it's difficult upon us to stay away from something that we love dearly That is to eat food and drink And things that we will discuss inshallah ta'ala What we also need to stay away from But in essence this month is a month of reformation Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to reform us not only physically but spiritually, emotionally and in every possible way where we can be better husbands, better sons, better brothers, better servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obviously a benefit to the entire community when people look at the Muslims. And they look at us, they say, subhanallah, this is the character of a believer. And the month of Ramadan is just that, that, that madrasa, that school of reformation. We've spoken about the month of the Quran, how we should connect to this book that is alive. <coughs> we should not think that the, the Quran is only merely written on pages, but this is a book where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards us. We find solace, we find contentment for any problem. We may need to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, read his book. We can find guidance in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the rewards are ginormous. Then we've spoken about ikhlas, which is sincerity. And this is indeed what the month of Ramadan teaches us. How to try and get our sincerity, our actions, our statements, everything that we do, whatever we do, we make sure that it's only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have mentioned <coughs> that the fasting... Rasulullah relates in a hadith from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says each and every act of worship is for the sons of Adam Bani Adam which is human, man, mankind 
except the fasting that is exclusively for me and no one can judge amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to stay away and wants us to abstain from eating and drinking and other things because this is one of the actions that no one can judge no one can see who is truly fasting the way we ought to fast salah people can see you making salah reciting quran during the month of ramadan people can see but no one can for sure say that this person is truly fasting because he might hide and eat and this is how we build that sincerity towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever we do we do not want recognition from people nor we do we allude to people that we are a particular way we do not speak about our deeds we do not speak about what we do this is the ideal way to do and to come close to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get our ikhlas our sincerity only and solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we do not spoil our actions by speaking about this and that what we have done so this is the month of Ramadan whereby we don't care what people think of us we do not care what people will think about us or what people's perception is about us what we are really concerned about and should be concerned about ultimately is what our creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is his stance if he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with us and if he is satisfied with us because people in general you will have people that dislike you they will people that love you but they are not the ultimate goal so whatever we do should be done only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we do not mention this to anybody but we only care that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created us and who ultimately takes our deeds into account what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should accept our deeds from us Shukran so much for that Sheikh and also you can send through your messages as well as your questions to the number 072-238-0712 alternatively send through an SMS to 47913 and speaking about messages and questions Sheikh there is a question that came through already this is on our SMS line and says with regards to the character of a believer if Sheikh can kindly break down what this consists of inshallah there are many many characteristics that a believer should possess possess now for us to go into each and every character Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Prophet والسلام, and says ala khula, ala you O Muhammad indeed you are of an exalted character so in order for you to know what the true character of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, there are many hadith there are many words sayings of the Prophet والسلام, there are so many books written on hadith of the beloved Prophet so this would be sufficient for us to have a complete outline of the character of Rasulullah we have books like Riyadh al-Salihin we have Sahih al-Bukhari we have Sahih Muslim we have all these beautiful books of hadith I do not think there is a need to go further than that because who better to describe Rasulullah than the very people who were around him which are none other than the companions and these are their statements 
These are their words. These are the things that they have observed. So if anyone wants to know the beautiful character of Rasulullah, no other book is needed except the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu and some of the characteristics Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions in the Quran, some of the characteristics of the Ibadul Rahman, the spies, the servants of the most merciful. So the Quran and the hadith is filled with the character and characteristics and noble traits of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillah we are blessed in this time that we are living in we have the internet yes we do find on the internet sometimes things that are very shady and not always correct but there are ways to find a book we can download it hadith which is the best it's nothing better than the words of Rasulullah, the words of the companions they describing him no one can describe Rasulullah better than the companions of Rasulullah, those who have actually lived with him. So if you want to look the moral sketch of Rasulullah, my advice would be, try and find some ahadith. Now Imam Al-Tirmidhi has written a book, Shamayl Al-Tirmidhi, The Traits of Rasulullah You can find all those characteristics within the ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shukran so much. Our discussion yesterday was about salah and it was about getting closer to Allah as well as sincerity. And Sheikh, here is a few messages in which we did not get to yesterday. So I'm going to be starting off with that inshallah. It says here on our WhatsApp number, Salam Sheikh and all on board. Can you make niyyah for hajj and perform salah five times a day? But then you can't forgive people. Shukran. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. The question is posed that can a person make niyyah for hajj? Indeed, a person can make niyyah for hajj. All of us should have a niyyah to go for hajj as this is the fifth pole of Islam. And make salah five times a day something that we have to do which is mandatory. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained it. And the last part, a part of the question is and we cannot forgive mm-hmm. people. Now we need to understand one thing. Making salah and going for hajj, this does not necessitate that a person <coughs> will automatically have you know, the, a forgiving way. Yes, we should have a forgiving way. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives you know, His servants when they, err, when they make mistakes. And it is said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive. Why can't we forgive? When we commit sins and we have done people wrong, we expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the king of all kings, to forgive us. But here, when a brother comes to us, my advice would be to this person, think about the following. That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive a person who has committed the worst of sins on a daily basis, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive, who are we not to forgive? But as I've mentioned, we should not also go to the extent we start to judge a person, a mark salah, and this is a very you know, a distasteful thing that we do. What bad say salah for him? What bad say hajj for him? What bad say niya mark for hajj, but he can't forgive? People are different in their character. Yes, he makes salah, that is one aspect. Him as a person not being able to forgive, or he has a harsh you know, way about him, that does not mean that his salah is not accepted. We must be very, very careful when we pose our question and saying things. You know, especially now that people are going for hajj. <coughs> we have this beautiful custom in, in Cape Town, and I love it. Or So we go around to the people and we ask maf. That's a good thing. It's a very good thing. 
Yes, it's not part of the Sunnah. There's no Hadith, no Ayah on it. But it's a good culture. It's no, nothing that does not go and violate any rules of the of the Sunnah. In fact, it's encouraged for us to ask Maaf right through the year. But Alhamdulillah, a person comes now and he wants to ask Maaf. Let us forgive this person. He's come to our house, especially when he knows he has harmed us. And we as the person asking for maaf, asking for forgiveness, should also be sincere. It should also not be a formality. So yes, a person goes for hajj, he makes his salah five times a day, and perhaps he has a flaw in his character. That what you've done to him, he might not be able to forgive you right now. But let us not judge him according to that, as he is a human being. He is a person with faults. All of us have our faults. The ideal thing is to forgive. But we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this brother or sister who has asked the question, that they think about the following, that if Allah can forgive, who are you and I not to forgive? It might take some time, but with time, inshallah ta'ala, we forgive, bi-ithnillahi ta'ala, as this is the character of the Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. There are no further questions coming through. You can send through your questions to 072-238-0712. Alternatively, you can send through an SMS to 47913. If it is something which Sheikh is going to be speaking about as to introducing the new topic of discussion, which we will be branching on to Taqwa, because Taqwa is so vast. However, Sheikh, I now hand over to you, inshallah, to do a recap. Shukran. So yes, we've, we've discussed it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, Ya amma. <coughs> That the ultimate goal and goal and objective is taqwa to be God conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, as I've mentioned, when a person thinks about a car, each one of us has a different perception of a car. Some of us Toyota, some of us Mercedes, some of us uh car. You know, whatever we are going to think about, we, we have our own you know, idea of what a certain thing is in our head, we have our own perception. Likewise with taqwa. When we speak about taqwa in general, undefined, many of us might think a person of taqwa, and this is when we are growing up, you can differ if someone has other opinion, so that we automatically think it's a person, like we say, a sopang. You know, he speaks, you know, very softly, he, he walks very slowly, you know, he, he is very soft-natured. And now we automatically associate that with taqwa. Which alhamdulillah, these are the characteristics of a person as taqwa. But as I have mentioned, we are all different human beings. Different makeup, different characteristics, different backgrounds. We might have a Buddha. And, and this is no disrespect to a person who is a plasterer or a builder. Now their nature, their makeup is completely different. They are, they are hard. And when I speak hard, their actions. So now automatically we see a person speaks like that and we think, no, 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 this man cannot have taqwa. This man is not that humble person of taqwa. But where is taqwa ultimately? Rasulullah says, At-taqwa ha-huna. He pointed to his heart and he said that taqwa is in the heart of that person. So that, this is the outward appearance of this person, his character. It might be a bit hard, it might be a bit uh, abrupt at times, but the heart of that person might be the most beautiful heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is where God conscious lies, not in the outer, the outer appearance or, or in the mannerisms. Of a person, as we know, we are all different. We have people that are soft-spoken naturally, generally. We have people that speak a bit louder. We have people that have different actions, different ways, different ways of putting certain things over. But taqwa 
has not been restricted to one particular person or one particular way where a person should only be always humble. You know, they, 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 they'll smack him. They say, Jazakallah khair, shukran for smacking me, my brother, may Allah reward. If someone should smack me, I might react. If someone should smack someone else, he might react in a certain way. But does this exclude him from having taqwa? So our perception of taqwa, all of us, is completely different. And now, inshallah ta'ala, I will try and outline what Rasulullah, what the scholars have mentioned, what taqwa is. Speaking about that, Sheikh, and I think that a very common uh, question is, how do one attain taqwa? If it is someone in which uh, they have been, you know, either making salah on a daily basis, but they're still feeling the fact that, you know, taqwa in a lot of people, we hear a lot of things in terms of taqwa, but how is taqwa attainable within a character? Taqwa is attainable, number one, through with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the month of Ramadan. تتكون, and when we fast in the month of Ramadan, the way we ought to fast, follow the rules, we will automatically bring that taqwa. We will automatically attain the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we did not know how to attain taqwa, the month of Ramadan is there to teach you. Number one, why do we not eat during the month of Ramadan? Have you noticed this one particular thing? You know, a person, he becomes so God-conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan. And I love to make this following example. A person might rob somebody in open. He might harm somebody in open. He might act vulgar in open. But when he sits at the bukkah table with his brothers, or she sits with her brothers, and there are five or three or one minute left before the adhan of Maghrib, he does not dare and take a date before anyone else and arrogantly breaks his fast. Why does he not do that? He'll perhaps steal. He'll perhaps he'll be vulgar in the road. He'll perhaps swear. He'll perhaps speak harsh. But at that book at table, look at his look at his his consciousness of Allah. What stops him from arrogantly picking up a date in front of all these people in the masjid and eating and say, I don't care. He's just perhaps done something, you know, in public which natural. We are human beings, we are, we make mistakes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us. But at that book at table, he waits like everybody else. Look how he's been taught taqwa without him even realizing that. Subhanallah. So your question asks, how do we attain taqwa? That's why the month of Ramadan is there. Rasulullah wasalam tells us, when a person wants to fight with you, he wants to argue with you, in Nisa'im, tell them that you are fasting. How many times would we think twice of backbiting somebody? How many times would you think twice of spreading a tail? A person comes to us in the month of Ramadan, he'd say, well, I don't What do we tell him? Puta, ekpoasa, ospoasa. Los los madai prachis. Look at the people who smoke. They don't even realize how amazing they are in the month of Ramadan. If only they sit back and they relax and think, subhanallah, why don't they smoke during the day? They don't smoke. They stay away for the love of Allah. There is the taqwa. That's God conscious. He could have gone around the corner. I have an addiction. I need to smoke. He leaves that smoking for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't need anything. The Quran and the Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the teaching of His Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam is more than enough. It is sufficient for us. We do not need to look elsewhere. Everything we need to know as Muslims to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to attain the love of Allah, to attain the taqwa of Allah, no human being on the dunya, no matter who he is, can teach us better than the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he, sallallahu alayhi wa was divinely inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So no other lifestyle, no other tariqah, no other method or way of life, or way of thinking and methodology of doing things should be preferred over the lifestyle of the beloved of Allah and that's Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as I've mentioned, the month of Ramadan teaches us how to be that God conscious people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then there's another question that came through. It says here, Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. I love my family members very much. And a certain person who's very close is tearing, the, tearing this uh, love apart. I would like to know if there is any dua for me to recite, inshallah, as Ramadan is around the corner and using harsh, harsh words is not what's in me. Please help me. Any advice, Sheikh? Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Again, the month of Ramadan is an opportunity where we can bond our relationship relationships bond our family ties and that is where the cookies the I'm make up a word here the cookies khirai the cookies weg that is the word the cookies weg comes in so if you have perhaps had a, a bit of a difficult time with a family member the best way to mend that automatically is to try and take something as a gift you know the cookies we take away the cookies as rasulullah says and we don't even realize that by Doing the cookies weg nimarei, so well I just made up now. The cookies weg nimarei. We're doing that. We don't realize that following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam by giving gifts and making sure that people are fed. So Alhamdulillah, the month of Ramadan is even there to remedy our family ties and strengthen our bond. Great month, isn't it? Excellent, uh, Sheikh. Shukran so much for that. And yeah, I do urge you to send through any further questions if you have any in terms of what Sheikh is speaking about. Any other questions relating uh, that is unrelating to this program, this will be passed on to the other producers for the other programs for the other ulama to uh, answer, inshallah. However, you can send through your questions. You know the WhatsApp number as well as the SMS number. We are speaking about taqwa, and yes, yeah, Sheikh is going to be branching in a little bit more further in terms of taqwa. Yes, alhamdulillah, we've, you know, we've mentioned that we all have our perception of taqwa, our different perceptions. But let us look what the scholars have mentioned of taqwa. Taqwa comes from the word, from the root letters, waqiya, wiqaya, to draw, to have a barrier. And what is taqwa? Some of the scholars have mentioned it is to make that barrier, to create that barrier between yourself and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make up that barrier to create a barrier, to put a barrier in place, this is now obviously metaphorically, we make that barrier between ourselves and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do and ordered us to do and staying away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited us to do. And that is the definition that some of the scholars have mentioned to taqwa, is that we do and this is how we build up the taqwa. What Allah wants us to do, we do that. What Allah does not want us to do, we stay away from that. And that is making that barrier between ourselves and the fire and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu is the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that At-taqwa al-khawfu min al-jaleel That taqwa is to have that necessary fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-amalu bit-tanzeel And to act upon that which has been revealed the Quran and the Sunnah and to prepare yourself ultimately for the day that you leave this world as we know there is life after this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question us about each and everything that we have done 
and to be satisfied with the little Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. And he's defined this very beautifully. If we go through this, fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we're not speaking about the fear that we are scared of Allah, fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah is ghafoor rahim Allah is the most merciful, most forgiving. Always Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us. And if I could give the listeners that is listening some beautiful advice. There's a hadith that says, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the pen and told the pen to write each and everything and each and every matter that will be ordained till the day of Qiyamah, the first thing Allah commanded the pen to write is, Inna rahmati sabaqat ghadabi. Wallahi hadith of Rasulullah. No words can be better than the words of Rasulullah. We can't get, get better glad tidings than the glad tidings of Rasulullah. We cannot get better admonishments than the admonishment of Rasulullah. The hadith says that this is hope for each and every believer, whether he's weak, whether he's disobedient at this moment in time. The first thing Allah commanded the pen to write was. My mercy, my forgiveness will always precede my anger. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. She has been speaking about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for now, she is going to be doing a continuation on that. Sheikh, bismillah. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. We spoke about a hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered and commanded the pen to write from everything that will happen and will take place. And the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the pen to write was Inna rahmati sabaqat That my mercy, my forgiveness will always precede my anger And this is hope for each and every believer that is listening You know, we are human beings We should always know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is oft forgiving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always willing to forgive us And we should never ever feel that we are not good enough to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The hadith says If the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so much of sins As much as the foam on the earth And even if it reaches that of the sama which is the skies And he comes to me with tawbah He comes to me with forgiveness, repentance I will forgive him all those sins, subhanAllah. Can you imagine this? All the foam on the sea. As you are listening, anticipating the month of Ramadan, let us not lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another hadith that alludes to this, Ibn, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, I'm going to shorten the hadith. He says that a person will come so close to Jannah, between him and the Jannah will be that of an arm length, arm's length between him and Jannah. Then he does something. That is so displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And he becomes of the person of the fire So close And similarly he mentions the hadith with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says And as I've mentioned There is no book There is no words Better There is no teachings Better than the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And he says that a person can come to Jahannam He is so close to Jahannam Between him and the fire is an arm's length And he does something so pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah forgives him And Allah sends him to Jannah So when you and I to judge Who is going to end up where A person might seem to be in our eyes To be a pious person We seem to do this, that and the other But we do not know What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ultimately written for us This is why we give each and every body a fair chance We give ourselves a fair chance And this is what we need to do in the month of Ramadan Believe in ourselves Believe that we can We can 
We can be the obedient servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't look at others, what they are doing, and we feel that, MashaAllah, we will never attain this man's taqwa, this man's piety. He is a human being. He is a servant of Allah. Similarly, and like you are a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the difference between that person and yourself? Both of you have been granted a gift, and that is the month of Ramadan. Let us take this opportunity, take full opportunity, take full advantage to use the month of Ramadan to our benefit, whether it is socially, morally, spiritually, walking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should never put ourselves down when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uplifts us. And one other thing, we should never try and uplift ourselves. Let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uplift us. And that is important. When Allah uplifts a person, no one can put that person down. But sometimes we love to uplift ourselves, speak about ourselves, our good deeds. If we really want to know, now Shaykh Wafir has mentioned this beautiful thing we spoke uh, and then he told me, he said, if you really want to know what a man is worth, wait till he passes away. Ask him, why Shaykh? He says that when he's dead, you will hear about all the good things that he's done, that he's never ever mentioned in his lifetime. So when he passes away, you come to his janazah, you find that person speaks about his good character. That person says, he helps me out with this. I knew him to recite Quran. I knew him to do this in secret. Then you know the true worth of the person. So while we are alive, we do not need to mention to anybody. We do not need to impress anybody in this world there's only one we need to impress and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there is no need for us to speak and feel the need to impress people so that people might have a certain perception of us let us do our things in secret only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake and that is where the month of Ramadan comes teaches us sincerity that we do things only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Sheikh Anwar Adamson is also speaking about taqwa, branching in a little bit more and giving in detail in regards to taqwa as well as looking at some hadith. And yeah, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatta. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabi man wala. Yes, alhamdulillah, we spoke about taqwa, we defined taqwa, we said taqwa is to create that barrier to make that barrier, to build a barrier, metaphorically, between ourselves and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do, and to stay away from those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited us to do. And as we know, there's no better way, there's no better lifestyle than the lifestyle of Rasulullah who was a complete human being. And we said that Ali radiallahu anhu has defined taqwa to be fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, preparing ourselves for the day that we leave this world. Ultimately, we will leave this world uh, to be satisfied with that little Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and to act upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. So this is all the definition of taqwa. If we had a prior definition to this, each and every person can fit this definition can fit this character. Each and every person can have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, as I've mentioned, a person might be wearing a jeans, he might be wearing a tracksuit pants with tackies and a shirt, normal thing, and he's walking in the street, but we do not know how he is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So automatically, as I've said, our perception of taqwa might only be a person that has to be, for example, 
family of the Prophet والسلام, or he comes from a wealthy family, or he comes from a noble family, or he's wearing a top, or he's in a certain way that we've perceived taqwa to be. But taqwa is ultimately in the hearts. How many people have you seen after they've left this world and people start speaking about this person? Yes, subhanallah, I did not even know this Buddha or this titi is this well learned. I did not even know he was feeding the poor behind our backs. I did not even know he used to have madrasa without us even. He never spoke about any of these things. But we looked at that person and we said, subhanallah, we in our hearts, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, have excluded this person, person of being a true person who is God conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said, dear listeners, respected, beloved listeners, you and I, we need nothing else. We have the month of Ramadan. We need no one else. We have Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No one can teach us better about our religion, the religion of Islam, other than Rasulullah. And there is enough ahadith so many of ahadith, authentic ahadith for us to learn about this beautiful religion. This religion of Islam is a beautiful and easy and simple religion. There is no religion easier than this. Unfortunately, we complicate matters for ourselves. We complicate things for ourselves. We delve into things that we do not understand at times. But the Quran and the Sunnah Quran in the teaching of the Prophet is absolutely clear as the hadith is that its nights is like its day which means the sunnah is so clear that the night is like its day there is absolutely no darkness so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the simple way the easy way to Jannah and that is by adhering to the teachings of Rasulullah trying to associate ourselves with his words and his sayings and Trying to be of those who have taqwa. You know, we've only but scratched the surface with regards to taqwa. I would love to have spoken about the sifat, the characteristics of those who have taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the glorious Quran, and this is, I am jumping a verse for the mere reason that we are all people, that we make mistakes and we are sinners. So now I've spoken about taqwa, and automatically we think that when we have taqwa and we commit a sin, we are no longer people of taqwa. But this is incorrect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and tomorrow and the days to come, we will outline this and explain this better, inshallah. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهِ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ That those people who have taqwa, Allah mentions this amongst the characteristics of those who have taqwa. When those people who have taqwa, Allah says they have taqwa, they commit a sin, they do something evil, or they wrong themselves and who of us do not wrong ourselves on a daily basis who of us do not commit sins there is not a person in this world that does not commit a sin all of us commit sins you know there's a beautiful book for me just to go out with Talbis Iblis you know uh, Ibn Jawzi writes this book the deception the devil deception where he comes to the scholars even he deceives them he comes to the pious person he makes the pious person you know amazed and astonished with himself where the shaitan whispers MashaAllah you're such a pious person and he starts to believe that and arrogance starts to come into his heart and show off and riya doing things for people that may say that he is pious so this is how shaitan will always be busy with us but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks those who commit sins they wrong themselves what do they do? Allah does not just say in Jahannam Allah says the first thing they do ذكرullah they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when we commit a sin what do we do? we remember Allah we feel shy 
each and every person we feel shy whether we are going to feel shy at that moment in time or even feel later we are going to remember Allah we are going to need Allah so at that moment Allah says they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so yeah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirms that the people who has taqwa will commit sins they will err they will make mistakes no one is perfect no human being is perfect other than the Prophet and this and the Anbiya, the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and they seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Allah goes further and says وَمَا يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ and who forgives sins other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so I leave you with this thought that the month of Ramadan is coming we have heaps and heaps of sins this is the time to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we continuously walk on the path of righteousness using the month of Ramadan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us to see the month of Ramadan we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless each one of us to understand that each one of us has the ability to be a person who is God conscious of Allah subhanahu Amen. And also just in this last few minutes of the program before I did go off Sheikh further on, it says here on our SMS line, Salam Sheikh, I'm struggling to shake off my addiction. I speak to Allah and repent, but yet I end up doing it again. Any advice? Whatever the addiction is, people are addicted to various things. It might not be a bad thing. <coughs> you might be addicted to something which is good, but he feels an addiction. It is a bad thing. The best thing is to try our utmost to break away, continuously asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trying to fight our inner animal, our inner soul to stay away from that addiction. Nothing can happen without the permission and the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sheikh Shukran so much for that. We have come to the end of the program and of course that uh, time has catch up with us and I uh, forward Sheikh maybe to share a few last words inshallah. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salat, wa salam, ala wa ala ali, wa sahabi jma'in. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what we have said. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant sincerity. My dear listeners of the Voice of the Cape, if you are listening to this radio program, let us start to prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan. We do not need to make dua in Arabic if we do not understand. In our hearts, we can connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst listening, just having that yearning, that longing to see the month of Ramadan. That is in itself is a dua. That in itself is us connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us try and make our connection better with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh, shukran so much for that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.